so I guess that's, I'll start recording that's too. Re- that's on the record. <laughs> oh, oh, we're going to record on time this time. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I'll Incredible. actually hit the record button on uh, on this thing. Real this professional. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Four Years. What is up? That's Chase. I'm Armin. Howdy. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a very anticipated release by our favorite act that starts with the letter T. Taylor Swift's lover. Yeah, dog. T. <laughs> Swiftler. Uh, uh, Tadolf Swiftler is actually not going to be the the uh, focus of this episode. We're going to be talking about Tools, new album. Tools. I never thought I was going to say that sentence. Fear Inoculum. Yeah. So we we did a whole we did a whole fuck ton of Tool, tool stuff the last episode, and it was really fun. And I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. There were entire entire movements of tools strangeness and rockitude that we just did not yeah. even scratch you, the you wanted to go down uh the anima the yeah animal the anima yeah yeah uh, exactly there's uh, there's two of the route. best two of the best songs they've ever written we didn't even talk about and you, actually and you totally forgot that we had covered anima and fool in a previous episode had we we had i don't remember that <laughs> when did we do that huh <sighs> It was uh, it was like bring your favorite album to work day and and that's what you chose to cover that day. Oh shit! It was incredible. I learned a lot. Wow. I think I talked about like like a rap album of some sort, but you're like knowledge bombs with Anima. Huh. And then like last episode, you're like, do you want to talk about Anima? And I was like, not really. <laughs> dogs okay. already forgetting our discography. Fair, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh yeah so uh there were there were just there were entire swaths of their of their library that we didn't even touch we didn't talk about parable or parabola no we didn't talk which is about incredible which is incredible um yep Christ. the dogs the dogs are also here as always and they're pissed they are angry about who knows what um they're angry that we haven't started talking about fear inoculum yet. So I don't even know why we're fucking beating around the bush here. Let's start. Let's go ahead and let's beat around the bush. Let's go ahead and kick this bitch off. Um, Loki now I, I I did tell you that I uh, you noticed that I have some notes. I took some notes here. Got, For those of you who are watching this, I have I have a whole notes app. I was gonna lie and say you have a legal pad full of notes. I have a whole notes app full now of been notes. exposed because you're using your phone. Uh, and the reason why I did that is because every fucking song on this album is like. 37 minutes long yeah so i needed to find like timestamps to maybe jump into here and there yeah instead yeah, of trying to listen to the entire thing that makes total sense i think that's a fair i think that's fair because i'm just going to be basically going like well you know that part that sounds like this part that's how i'm going to do it <laughs> you know that part that sounds like dun 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 that was cool i know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> oh yeah i've got that one noted down Sick. all right so uh all right Here's what we're gonna do. Here's let's let's start let's start this off. We'll listen to like the first like I don't know like half hour of one of the songs. <laughs> first half hour of one of the songs, and then I just I, I think that'll be a good way of like sort of wetting the appetite for people. And then I want to get your thoughts on the wetting album. Something. There we go. All right, here we go. We're gonna start off with with uh, Fear Inoculum. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah, you had to get that sick Justin Champ Chancellor bass bass line in there. It's a good rift. Um, what do you think of this album, dude? Hmm. I know that's a really broad question to very ask. Very broad question. Right off ask. the bat, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, it's very um, TM. I feel like it's very uh, transcendental meditation. Like I feel like I don't put this album on to uh like rock out to or to like lift heavy to or um to be aggressive about anything this album is very much like it could almost be the score to a movie interesting okay um i think i'm picking up what you're putting down i like it but it certainly isn't my favorite tool album um for me i feel like it's not nearly as accessible as their other albums (laughs) yeah but it's yeah. way more like mature from a like writing standpoint and from like a uh like consistency all the way across. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's I think that's good that's a good way of describing things. But okay. for me, I uh I like the immaturity of some of the other stuff. Like I really like stories about aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really like, you know, what was it from Undertow? The last song from Undertow. Disgustipated. This is, this is uh, Judgment Day. Yeah, for them it is <laughs> for the, Judgment for the Day. That's right. Uh, and I and I just miss kind of some of the the yelling and screaming uh, that we that we get from Maynard and old albums. Yeah. Now it's more like stern talking to voice. Yeah, it is. It is a bunch of old men, right? It now they are now well beyond their sort of like angry years. You're, they're young at. Yeah. They're they're youngened, yeah. They're youngened, and it shows. Uh, okay, I think that I think those are all really fair. Uh, I think those are all really fair observations. I don't mm. think I don't think uh, you know. It's hard to say, like an opinion is out of line, but I think there's definitely a. I don't know what it is about Tool. I honestly think it's because of the fans. I think yeah. the fans are so insufferable sometimes. <laughs> That like people become critical of the band in ways that have no real basis in reality. Like, oh, look at us. We play everything in different tempos. This is stupid. And it's like, well, actually, that's really hard to do and make it actually sound like a song. So that's really impressive, actually. That's you, pretty you, fucking cool. You can't you shouldn't you shouldn't really be shitting on that. Like that's one of the most technically impressive <laughs> things that that's they not do. the thing to shit about here. Yeah, it's like shit on the fans. That's totally fine. Most of us deserve it, but still. Uh okay. That's cool. What was I? What was I gonna get at there? Yeah, uh, and the thing that was really missing for me was like a in, not instrumental, an interlude leading into like a big song, right? Mm. There, there's no song. There's no two songs on here that are like, oh well, that was obviously like the lead into this song. Whereas, like, I mean, on on Ten Thousand Days, you obviously have like uh, Wings for Marie, and then Ten Thousand Days, right? And then you also have. Uh, Blame it on Hoffman right. and Rosetta Stone, and then on Lateralis you have Parable and Parab- uh, Parabola. Parabola, yeah, uh, yeah. There just wasn't any of that on this one. It felt like parts of a song worked as the interlude for the song itself. Interesting. And you're like, man, why couldn't you just make this eight songs yeah, instead like- of one long one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and mirror some of the things that you said right back at you. I, I agree with you that it it is not their most accessible accessible album. Uh I don't it's not my favorite Tool album, that's for sure. But 
it is at the same time in my opinion uh like incredible i think it's i think it's absolutely a masterpiece Damn. uh i have listened to it straight through four times at this point and now i'm starting to feel pretty comfortable like skipping songs and doing things out of order um and every single time i've listened to it i've come away with a different favorite song from the album so like that is constantly shifting at first it was like calling voices and then mm-hmm. it was uh numa and then it was uh uh, uh uh, invincible um and then it was tempest and so it's like every time i listen to it it's like a different favorite song off the album nice. um, and every time i listen to it i hear more and more of like the echoes of their previous works and it is lacking some of the humor mm-hmm. that their last few albums have had even in some of the like the most strange ways they've always had this like humor to them right there's like this this playfulness with his lyricism and, yeah. and the music um that's definitely not there. It's lacking like the raw aggression of some of their earlier stuff. Um, it still has some some sneaky, heavy fucking riffs, which we're going to listen to. But uh, it is definitely lacking some of like, the more raw aggression from uh, Undertow for sure, but even from Anima um, and even some of the tracks off of Lateralis. Yeah. Um, but I think it's, I think it's a characterization of where they're at as human beings. I mean, they spent, they spent like 13 years writing this thing. Uh, actually, let me correct that. Um, Adam Jones spent 13 years writing this thing (laughs) (laughs) and Maynard spent, you know, a weekend putting together the lyrics basically. Yeah. And it's, that's not quite that extreme, but it's basically that, right. It's like, we have a perfectionist in the, in the guitars, uh, between Adam Jones and Justin Chancellor. And they're just like fucking getting it, trying to get it, nail it right. Every single time. Interesting. My understanding is that they recorded most of the album off of live takes. Like they would play the song. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to like piecing it together uh, take after take yeah so he they had to they had to get it down to a performance before they were able to put it onto tape which is if that's true that's ridiculous because some of these songs are insane there's yeah. like 35 different riffs it seems like the most and difficult way to do it that would be the most difficult way to do it um so yeah i think i think there's a lot of little i think there's a lot of like evolution you know it's not quite the same jump from uh anima to lateralis which was like a just a light years ahead type evolution of their music mm-hmm. um this is kind of i think very much like tool having jammed tool for the past 15 years and now they're like i think we've i think we've figured this out really well mm. and I, I, they're delivering like a very tool album and i, I dig that it, it it doesn't have like the heady concept that some of the other albums have but i'm cool with that yeah it almost feels like um, this is the jam band version, just especially with like the length of every song. Yeah. And like just the, I feel like the lyrics are super minimalistic, right? They are. Like yeah. he, he doesn't say much on a lot of songs. No, he doesn't. It's just mostly like, check out this sick ass bass rift. Check out this awesome drum solo. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to do it again, but differently. So let's, let's, uh, that's actually, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a great way of, of transitioning into what we want to talk about. So we started off by listening to the first, like, you know, maybe like a 45 seconds or a minute or whatever of Fear Inoculum. But what I've done is I've He's picked done, out. done it. I've done done it. I've done it. Uh, 
<laughs> I've picked out a handful of marks for us to listen to like 45 seconds or marks? so at a time. Yeah, at each. Like, yeah, yeah. Different, like, like, like Carl Mark Murphy. Like Carl Marks. Uh, Carl Marks. <laughs> All sick. A handful of marks to listen to in each of the songs, and we can talk about some of the things that are going on there. So we're going to start off with Fear Inoculum. I'm going to play two different segments here, two different segments of Fear Inoculum, and uh, you'll get it. You'll get it really, really quickly, I think. Let's start here. That's a very uh that's a very tool like everything goes away enter this like shredding little riff mm-hmm. and then everybody is playing what seems like dissonant moments and then the drums kick in and it's like oh yeah they actually kind of do line up that's really wild <laughs> and you're, for a moment you're like what the fuck did i just listen to this is very strange yeah um but yeah okay so then here's the second here's the second mark off of off of the title track fear inoculum Guitar solo. Um, Rad. Yeah. So they, they actually, they released the title track as the single. I guess you can call it a single. It's fucking ten and a half minutes long. Uh, weeks ago. Like six weeks ago, I feel like, they released it. Like um, a month and a half. Yeah, about a month and a half ago. Um, what quick, was, maths. Yeah, quick maths. Quick uh, maths. What, what do you think of that song? I liked Fear Inoculum. Like yeah. from when it came like out. Like right from the get go. Right from the get go. Yeah, yeah. I was a hipster. I liked it. I liked it before I was anybody, anybody else liked it. Complained. <laughs> uh for me it just I I feel like everybody in my like friend group was like, uh, it's okay. They didn't do anything like new. And I was like, I mean it sounds like tool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's pretty pretty impressive to, to make a song that sounds like yourselves after thirteen years. Yeah. 
I don't know what you thought they were going to do, like play their guitars upside down or like do the inverse of what a guitar noise is. Inverse singing, have you, from Tenacious D. Uh, so I liked it. Um, it's still one of my, like, I'll probably put it up like top four on the album, given that there's only really seven songs. So that's not <laughs> saying much. It's in the top half of the album for yeah, me. That's fair. Uh, I, I do like this song a lot. Uh, there's a lot of moments to the song and this is something that I don't have the time to do, but something I would love to do, which is go back, listen to fear inoculum as an album and sort of piece out segments of it that are reminiscent of previous songs they've written because so much of this album sounds reflective of their previous work there's like riffs in there and there's little licks in there and there's drum fills and there's like you know bass lines and synth work that all really strongly is reminiscent of other stuff that they've done and i really like that i like that there's this sort of like callback it it does that's why i'm saying it feels like this like evolutionary jump of what they've done, like maybe sans the super heavy angry shit or maybe sans the humorous shit, but it's like an evolution into like really diving into the more progressive shit that they've done. Mm. Um, And the fact that every song on this album is like 12 and a half minutes long, it only just really leans into the progressive. Yeah. Someone was telling me that they hear a lot of Neil Peart like a very, very much rush uh, yeah, uh, influence in the drums and in the in the the pacing, yeah. um, and I love that. I think that's super cool. I mean, Danny Carey is, in my opinion, one of the best drummers out there. Um, and you know, comparing him to another one of the greats is pretty cool to hear. Yeah, I feel like there's no negatives in that. It's not so, bad to be compared to the Holy Triumphant. That's right. That's um, right. Canada, eh? Do you to is there any are there any songs that you want to skip? Because I have marks for every song. Yeah, so I want to skip uh, Litany. I want to skip Legion Inoculate. I want to skip Chocolate Chip Trip. Okay, so you want to skip the the filler <laughs> I wanna, songs. Got I want to skip all of the interludes. You want to skip all the filler I'm songs. All right, so then we're gonna we're gonna kick over to Numa, the second track on the album. Newman. great song to think about that neil pert influence that like little hi-hat thing he's doing danny cares doing that it's is very neil pertish uh neil pertian 
Yeah, I think Neil, Neil Perdian. There we go. Neil Perdian would be the proper way to uh, say Neil it. Neil Perdian. And uh, this is a this is. If only we had some Getty Lee lyrics to go along with it. Yeah. Just that super. An almost annoying high pitchedness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just a shrill, a shrill singing voice. Um, the the other mark on this song before we before we actually talk about it uh, is also quite good, uh, and I picked it out because, if I remember correctly, it rocks very very hard. We are. Yeah, yeah, man. That's fucking that song awesome. Rocks hard. That's, that's fucking one of my awesome. Um, what do you think Numa's talking about? I have the lyrics. Oh, it's funny you should you ask. Them all out. It's funny you should ask. Uh, uh, do I have lyrics? I do have the lyrics somewhere. Um, it sounds like Numa is about like a one one spirit. I don't know what Numa means. But uh, the lyrics, for example, those that portion that we listened to at the very end there before it really started rocking super hard, uh, basically says, uh, uh, we are will and wonder bound to recall. Remember, we are born of one breath, one word. We are all one spark, sun yeah. becoming. That's some uh, hive mind shit. Yeah. Um, What's that called? Um, there's an episode of Rick and Morty about it. Rick, Rick, Unity. That. Yeah, Unity. Yeah, that's his, his girlfriend. This song Unity. is actually about Unity. This song, this is, song about is about Unity. Unity. And it only leads, it only plays into the idea that the conspiracy that Maynard is Rick Sanchez. Is Rick Sanchez. Rick Maynard Sanchez. Yeah. Maynard Rick Sanchez Keenan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think have it. that's actually a good point. This is a great point to talk about the lyrics. Because you mentioned how the lyrics are very um, minimalist this time around yeah and looking at the uh lyrical content we talked a lot about how their albums sound one way and then when you dive a little bit deeper into them they actually have a much different message than you might expect from the sounds Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that comes from the lyrical content um and a lot of that depth comes from I don't know, just whatever it is that they're he's singing about at that moment. Right. Um, you know, we looked at uh, Undertow had a lot of different, you know, abuse and surviving abuse and emotional, um, you know, feels to it. We had, uh, um, 
What just happened? Sorry, the microphone goes caught in that little thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, we had some issues with uh, the end of the world and how awful Los Angeles is as a place yeah. on Anima. That was great. Uh, Lateralis was all about becoming and changing and, and sort of evolving and how to deal with living with other people. Hell yeah. Um, 10,000 days uh, had to do with his mother and their relationship and as well as, you know, LSD. Yeah, <laughs> and drugs. And drugs. And this album, based off of the lyrical content, uh, so much of it seems to be taking like a... a uh, an honest look at yourself, uh, an honest look at oneself, not yourself, let's say oneself, an honest look at oneself, maybe understanding your 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 role in the greater uh, being of humanity in some ways. Deep. Uh, you know, there's, there's some angry lyrics on here for sure, um, but a lot of it is, you know, this idea of, like, you know, Numa seems to be based off of just those lyrics alone. Seems to be about being a part of a greater whole, right? Um, and sort of reminding yourself that you're a part of a greater whole. There are, uh, like I said, angrier songs on this thing. Like the next track, "Descending," is uh, definitely about is about um, dying. It's I a, love descending. Pretty sure it's a hundred percent about dying. Descending's hardcore. Is it about dying? I have no idea. Maybe it's not about dying. I feel like it's about not not giving in and dying maybe it's not but not dying all right interesting let's like you're gonna die you're gonna die but don't you give in to dying up. okay let's listen to uh actually yeah let's listen i mean you lied invincible's the next track invincible's the next track but that's my I'm bad not, i'm not keeping score that's fine that's we got to go back to invincible if we do the sending now we have to talk about invincible yeah let's do invincible first because that shit slaps Thank you. 
Yeah, so that song, Invincible, uh, a couple of the lyrics that are worth mentioning here. Uh, warrior struggling to remain consequen- consequential. Uh, once invincible, now the armor's wearing thin. Heavy mm-hmm. shield down, warrior struggling to remain relevant. Weapon out, belly in. Weapon out, belly in. It's pretty fucking badass. Uh, there's a second, there's this little second part of this that I think we should listen to, and it goes something like this. That's a fucking great riff. That's a very Adam. That's a very that's a very tool riff. That's insane. Uh, yeah, like talk la- to me. Is it the last three minutes of that song? Basically, Th- there's another. Well, no, where we were just at. Yeah, but then there's another riff that comes with like three minutes left of the song. Let's find out. Like, what would that be? Like nine forty four. I want like the 24 hour repeating loop of that riff. I mean, I think that's what they give you actually. Just wake up to it in the morning, do everything the entire day to that song. I would have no teeth left. <laughs> just grinding. grinding your teeth all day long. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's very difficult to listen to songs and read lyrics and not think of why, whether they're talking about themselves in a way. 100% they're talking about themselves on this one. Because this or one... Maynard's talking about himself. Yeah, long in tooth and soul, longing for another win. Lurch into the fray, weapon out, and belly in. Yeah. Like, if they're not talking about having like, to release this album after so many years of being on the road and being a band, yeah. what else could he possibly be talking about? <laughs> He's just trolling <laughs> uh, Danny Carey. 
Yeah, his song's actually all about him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, you know, f- so filled with hope, I can taste mythical fountains, false hope perhaps, but the truth never got in my way before now. Feel the sting, feeling time bearing down. Damn. Brutal. The truth. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> fucking old dog. <laughs> oh, my fucking bones, bro. <laughs> Oh, my fucking bones, bro. (laughs) (laughs) My fucking bones hurt, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine how uh, the drummer Carrie feels about Maynard (laughs) complaining about his bones hurting. He's like, you see my shoulders? Put a heat map on me right now. (laughs) He's like, I do a fucking Cirque du Soleil performance every every night. night. Oh, man. All right, so let's go ahead and get to Descending, which is also a fucking great song. Um, And you know what? I'm going to start Descending. uh, I'm going to start it like halfway through. We're going to listen starting with the middle. Okay. Because I have three marks in there. We're just going to jump from one to the next to the next. That's fine. taste of what's to come.
That last part is like straight out of lateralis. The yeah, straight out of like the grudge. I feel like it would just mm-hmm. fit right into that song. You just take that portion out, put it in and the middle of the grudge, paste it right there. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, descending so fucking rocks. So yeah, I think it's more reading the lyrics now. I just read them, read read them. Talk to I me. I read it. I didn't read them. I read them. You read into them before. And I read them you have before, read them now. But I have now read them. <laughs> uh, and it seems like to me, dog, that this is their version of an Amazon rainforest post on Instagram. <laughs> what does that even mean? I.e., this is their call for us to stop fucking up and destroying the planet around us. Oh, uh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Muster every fiber, mobilize. He's talking about mobilizing. Do wrong. Stay alive. Stay mobilize. alive. <laughs> Stay alive. Stir us from our wanton slumber. Mitigate our ruin. Call us all to arms and order. Yeah. Oh, like we're descending as a as a Numa. We are all descending. We are not invincible, even though we have been fear inoculated. We we're so fear inoculated that we don't even care that we're dying. It's impressive, dog. That is impressive. Cease to exist suddenly. I think that's one of the lines in there. Yes. Or concede suddenly. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. C- rouse us all from our apathy, lest we cease to be. That's really that's strong. That's pretty straightforward too. Stay the reading of our swan song and epilogue. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. You're right. You're right. That is pretty straightforward. Um. God, that's a great song. All right, let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I, lo- I love Descending. Uh, Culling Voices. We only have two tracks left to talk about. Culling Voices and Tempest. Let's start Let's start with Culling Voices. Disembodied.
Don't you dare point that at me. Psychopathy. Don't you dare point that at me, dog. <laughs> no idea what this one's about. Uh, I think he's talking to someone in the men's locker room at his jujitsu studio. You point Don't you dare point that at me. I can keep that covered up. You put that dick back in your pants. Don't you dare point that at me. Uh, Disembodied voices, dog. Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. I think here's here's the point of culling voices that makes me think I might know what this song is about. Uh, heated altercations we've never had Mm -hmm. or so I'm told yet guided by them all every single one this sounds very much like schism it's this I think it's this idea of like don't don't uh, what he's what he's saying of like don't point don't you dare point that at me imagined interplay misleading me whispers from within I think what he's talking about is uh, uh, very similar to what he talks about in schism is this idea that you can create in your own mind the worst case scenarios and project that onto other people mm. and just assume that you know what they're what they're thinking, what they're acting, why they're doing what they're doing, what their intentions are, what their psychology is, right. and and treat them in that way. You're painting them with a brush that they never asked to be painted by. It doesn't even exist. And it doesn't even exist. You're creating that. You are literally creating that in your mind and then interacting with other people with what you're creating in your mind. Yeah. I think that's what this song is about. I think so, too. I agree 100%. Which is, I think... Which ties into the theme of the album. Which does tie into the theme of the album. It ties in. I feel like it's super related to, like, Invincible itself. Uh, If he's talking about, once again, himself having these... um, imagined conversations and these uh altercations that never actually happened uh regarding like uh the expectations for the album or the expectations for the group or the assumptions about what's going on between the band members and him makes sense and finally seven seven epis i think that's how you pronounce it seven Seven empis Seven Empist. Seven Empist. Seven Seven Empist. Tempest.
God, that song's rock, rock and metal. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you really like. It's the only. It's the only song out off the album that hasn't. I mean, other than the interludes, that hasn't like rotated. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. Some some about just doesn't get me. Fair enough. I or I don't get it. It's not the song can't get me. <laughs> uh, you know, I think this is the song that's most like angry. I guess on the uh, on the album, it's the song that most reminds me of like their earlier shit, like from Anima. Um, it it seems to me I love that phrase. A tempest must be just that. But uh, there is definitely this idea. You know, like he, he there's there's always like an imaginary object of the lyrics. Right. Sometimes it's like, you know, the band. Sometimes it's Maynard himself. Sometimes it's like, you know, the music industry or whatever. Right. I wonder about who it is he's talking oh, about here. Oh, jeez, Rick. Oh, geez, I wonder Rick. who it is. He's talking about Morty for sure. Um, I wonder it is who it is he's talking about because he's basically painting this picture. Do you know what a tempest is? You know what a tempest is. I don't know what a tempest is. A tempest is. is. I don't know the textbook definition. I know what context clues tell me. What <laughs> does the context clue tell you about tempests? Uh, well, it tells me that it's something that is alluring and draws a lot of people in and is influential type of deal. A tempest is a fucked up storm. Oh, shit. Like a really brutal storm. So, no, I had no idea what it was. Right. Um, oh, that explains why. So, in Magic the Gathering, the set Tempest, its little icon on the card was a storm cloud with a lightning bolt coming there out. There you go. A tempest is, uh, is a big storm. And I think a lot of this album uh this song is about the calm underneath uh underneath the storm the idea that like on the surface a tempest can seem calm and controlled and relaxed but underneath it all it's just this violence that's waiting to erupt for no reason Mm. um and more specifically not just no reason but with no real direction and i think the lyrics kind of reflect that as this idea of not being able to, um, let's see, you know, control your delusion, insane and striking at random, victim of your uncertainty, and therefore your doubts not an option. Blameless, the tempest must will be just that. So try as you may, feeble your attempt to atone, your words to erase all the damage cannot. Damn, it's like the idea that a tempest. A little Yoda speak there. That's there. right. Uh, uh. So try as you may, feeble your attempt to atone. <laughs> your words to erase all damage cannot. Well, that Bowie. wasn't good. That was Bowie. Hey, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, I really like it when you sing this song about me. Uh, so uh, I think the song is about this idea of the calm before the storm or the, the sort of like false calm that people with anger issues have. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. Does that kind of seem like it might make sense? Yeah, it does kind of make sense in that in that line. Yeah. It could Yeah, just like you're wearing a mask. I don't know if deal. that changes your mind of the of that song. Cuz it has the music has to get you, right? You can't yeah, just like fucking the read the lyrics, has to get me. right? Yeah. It's a good it's a good one though. Maybe it'll grow. Maybe it'll grow on you, especially now that I know that Tempest is a storm and I can relate it to Magic. There you go. It's definitely going to help it. Anything that relates to Magic the Gathering really helps out. Uh, I just like that the Tempest must be just that. I fucking love that. Yeah, that was for awesome. Me, for me, I can't get into it because I'm like, what the fuck is a Tempest? <laughs> <laughs> and why is there a seven? <laughs> that I don't know why there's a seven. Maybe they just misspelled the T. 
No. Yeah, I think it, I think it's just a mis misspelling. I think it's <laughs> just a grammatical a error. Royal fuck up. It's just a big fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I thought thing. we wanted a capital T. Oh, <laughs> that's not what this is. <laughs> it's a seven, dog. Oh, all right. Oh, well, shit. uh, I love this. I love I love being able to talk about Tool. Um, yeah. I love being able to talk about new Tool. I wonder. Do you think there's going to be another one? So that's actually what I wanted to talk about. I know it's a very like fucking weird thing to be like, oh great, I can't wait for the next one. Like we just got this one last week. However, they're going on tour. We're gonna go see them. Sick. Uh they are all very busy with other projects. Oh, this is all looking like it's gonna lead to a new album. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that's how it has been always. So my guess is my guess is that they've written and recorded a lot of music in the past 13 years and that chances are we're going to see a new album sooner rather than later. It's definitely not going to be another 13 well, years. Well, it can't be 13 years. It's definitely not going to be another 13 years. one of them is going to die. <laughs> They're not that old. It's definitely not going to be 13 years. I, I think within the next four or five years, we're going to get another two album. That would be my guess. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it's just super hopeful. But my it's guess your is calling voices, dog. That's right. It's my calling. I'm projecting that onto them. You hear that, Maynard? I'm projecting that shit onto you. Figure it out. I'd be all for it. Um, like in an interview that I that I saw uh, with Maynard talking about, I believe this. Well, he wasn't talking about this album. It was on on Rogan, maybe. And he was talking about Lateralis, and he was talking about how like they came up. You know, it was kind of like incidental that he came up with the the lyrics for lateralis and like the time signatures kind of felt like that, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think was bullshit. No, they definitely did a lot like of fucking work to make. He was that, trying to make yeah. it sound like they weren't like try hard, but he like <laughs> yeah. he ended that conversation by saying like, "I think we could definitely do better." He's like, "I I can do better than lateralis," and for me, fear inoculum isn't better. Than it's lateralis. not better than lateralis. That's true. That's true. They need to do better at some point. That'd do be they? awesome. I feel like I feel like what we have here is just a my beautiful dark twisted fantasy where everything here here and forth has the promise of being better and is like, oh yeah, that was a special time, special circumstance. Yeah. And even if it gets anywhere close, it's a really fantastic result. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think w another thing that I that I heard was that basically this album sounded really good in 2011. Like it was already like ninety percent of the way there, mm -hmm. eight years ago, right? Jesus. So I wonder sometimes about what their timeline looks like, and I know they're very slow, meticulous songwriters, um, and spend a lot of time and effort on the the production and engineering to make sure it all sounds great. But uh, I just feel like they have like a bottled up creativity, and they they just busted that nut, and they're ready for another one. <laughs> they're like ready to go again. Yeah um all right good deal i really i really enjoy the album overall like it's it's very uh it's like good chill music it's good music to like put on um that's why you're like not doing anything in particular right it's kind of like being productive yeah doing shit in the house i haven't um i don't do psych psychedelic drugs but i would to this album I feel like I'd be super scared if I did psychedelic <laughs> drugs to this album. I, I would, I mean, yeah, I don't know what acid or LSD or shrooms are like, 
but this I, would, is, I, feel I would like imagine this would be the this, safest one to do it. I would too. imagine this is a great album for that. This would be the safest tool album to do it too, because you don't know what any of the words means. This is perfect, hundred <laughs> percent. And there's no like scary lash out moments. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Makes noises. No, like yeah, I like, like I discovered on Lateralis with a crying baby. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was terrifying, dog. <laughs> so I have the I have the vinyl of it, and I don't know which side is which. So I don't know how the tracks fall. All I know is that it went from like. It went from like the grudge into like another song, and in the last song before the thing the the vinyl needed flipped, was the most terrifying just <laughs> amalgamation of noises ever. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, there's an entire track on. I thought I was making it up too. Uh, there's an entire track on Anima that's a that's a screaming, crying baby, in like reverb and echo. It's pretty fucking terrible. It's, it's like really, 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 really bad. Uh, it's genius. But either way, I love doing this. This is great. I can't wait until what our next episode is going to be. I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to be. I have to get down off of this high of a new Tool album first. <laughs> It's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. 13 uh, years. Yeah. Before the next four years. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Uh, what, what are your social medias, bro? I'm at Chase504, where you can watch this on YouTube, and uh, you can also follow me in, uh, on Instagram. And you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Thank you very much, Chase. Thank you very much, everybody. And we'll catch you guys next time. Later. Bloop.